Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Brother Seth, Brother Dan, Worshipful Brother Ken, Brother Ray, Brother Daniel, and Brother Rocco. And with us tonight, we got the new guy. We got two Dans in the house. We have our AGM, Dan Sharkis from District 3A, our current sitting AGM. He's actually in the north, but you were down here. I was, I was. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. We have uh, Worshipful Brother Ken back with us again. Uh, I fired Joe. No, I did fire Joe. Joe will be back again. <laughs> he actually was stuck at work, so he couldn't make it. So, you know, Joe and I are always up here at different times. I'm looking forward to meeting him one of these days. Oh, God. I told you what I want to do. I want to have a podcast called The Battle of the, of the Masters and let you guys just have that just lambasting the shit out of each other. All. Looking forward to it. Bring booze, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them to bring uh, that vanilla bullshit that was over there. I don't know who the hell's drinking it now. In the sh- it. Yeah, no, we just we just yeah, we just tanked it. It's not that bad. I'm telling you. Oh God! All right. So first thing we're gonna do, uh, I'm gonna plug a, our sponsor, Upon the Point. They make coins. They are Masonic Challenge coins. You don't have to be a Mason to buy them. He's also gonna be at Masonicon as well as us at Ezekiel Bates Lodge in two weeks. Two weeks, I think. We're going to be up there at Ezekiel Bates Lodge in Attleboro, Massachusetts. I also want to plug our own, www.thefreemasonspodcast.com. We make shirts, we make shit. I got two discount codes, FM Podcast and OG Listeners. Go on there, get some stuff off, what, the shirt shit thing? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Fucking love it. <laughs> Go on there, support the podcast. Uh, right now, it was brought to my attention that we had three U.S. Marines who were killed in Afghanistan by a car bomb. So I would like to first uh, observe a moment of silence along with the brothers. So brothers, let's uh, take a moment of silence and bow our heads. Semper Fi, brothers. Amen. So So We're also going to do a Masonic toast to them as well. So brethren, right hand arms. 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 Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat. 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 That was awesome. That was a good one. That was awesome. Did good. Everyone's awesome. This was uh, Brother Dan Sharkis' first time doing a Masonic Toast up here with us. Again, every lodge does it differently. Although that, that vanilla crap was horrible. The vanilla crap was not horrible. good. Oh, thank you. See, I don't it wasn't it. just me it and Joe. Horrible. Oh, let me see the bottle it's of that gone. vanilla stuff. It's gone. It's gone. It's, it's gone. Oh, uh, I think it said made in Italy. That explained it. <laughs> Rocco, thank you, sir. All right. We're going to give some other shout-outs. First shout-out, and they're being shouted out on their own, is to our newest Master Masons of Morningstar Lodge number 47. With us tonight, Brother Ray Browning made his Master Mason degree. He earned his bones on Saturday, as well as Brother Scott Tomlinson <laughs> uh, and Brother Robert Erf. So we are going to Masonically toast them brothers. We didn't get a chance to do it after Lodge because everybody ducked the fuck out. But I wanted to give you guys a Masonic toast. Congratulations. You are now made men. That's a whole other podcast. The connection between the Mafia and the Freemasons and their ritual for being earning their bones. We good? Uh, yeah, I think we're just right. finishing it up. Brethren, right hand to arms. 
Arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat. 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 Awesome. One more toast, and then we're done. All right. So while we're filling up here, we have some likes to our podcast on Facebook as well as Instagram. A couple of people actually reached out to me, and I've been having some conversations through Instagram as well as Facebook, uh, just to basically showing their support for the podcast and all that. So I'm going to give a couple shout-outs. Scott Gleason, Bill O'Donnell, and on Instagram, we have the other podcast, Alien Theorist Theorizing, which is another podcast that I listen to. Alexander Turk, B. Lewis, Ben Carlman, and we just actually, I had a nice conversation with another podcast known as the Masonic Roundtable. I had a fantastic conversation with, uh, it's called Mike the Intern. And we had a great conversation. Oh, well, uh, actually did. I saw the initial. Of, I saw the initial of him actually uh, that he was yeah. starting to listen or was listening to. He it. started listening to it. Uh, we actually some feedback on it. He gave me some feedback on it. He gave me some pointers, things to improve on. He's early in the in the episode, so he said he was gonna Dying withhold deep. anything yeah. until he you know listened to the rest of them. No, that's awesome. Welcome and thank you. He joined the. Uh, he excuse me. He joined our Freemasons podcast community page as well. And he got a pretty warm welcome. There was quite a few brothers in there and people. I got to do a quick uh, shout out to our OG member, uh, Gideon. Gideon. <laughs> he reached yep. out to me. Oh, he reached out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Really? So, so, you know, I have to also apologize, George, because I, I kept on saying we got two subscribers. I think we're up to four. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckers. I think it was you and Steve who started that shit. Now? So. We got more than Doubling four. Doubling it. That's great. But no, we're going to be meeting uh, Mike the Intern as well as all of the members of the Masonic Roundtable podcast at... Oh, at the... the mm-hmm. They're going to be there. They're excited to meet... Well, Sonic he's excited to meet us. Yeah. When is that again? That's coming up, no? Well, if anybody wants to carpool up, we are leaving from the Harmony... Or, I'm um, sorry, from the Waterbury Masonic Temple that morning at 7 a.m. We'll have a few drivers. Saturday, April 27th. 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Tickets available at the door. Masonicon 2019. Awesome. And that's Ezekiel so it is Bates two, Lodge. Two mm-hmm. So we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be there. They're gonna be there. It's gonna be pretty cool. All right. So we're gonna toast all those shout outs and all those who reach out to me, brother in right hand arms. Arms. Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat! 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 Okay. Me and Dan had a little minor collision there. Yeah, that was a little rough. That wasn't as smooth. Now, now the secret on that one is that that, 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 I know that that thing's like 20 years old. I don't even know what the hell I had. I just sucked it down. (laughs) All right. All right. So, anyway. I just want to throw in one more plug, which is to the Freemasons Podcast Facebook page, as well as Instagram and our community Facebook group. You have to answer three questions in order to get into the group, which means uh, answer the questions, because we've had people who've who've asked to join it, and if you don't answer the questions, we're not going to let you in. 
because we want to make sure that you're legit and not a member of the Nigerian Illuminati, which I have to another shout out to Rob Fowler, who's been messing with them hysterically. <laughs> you guys, you, you heard anything about this, Dan? No, I have not. There's these people going around saying join the Illuminati Brotherhood and all this stuff, and you know we'll give you this, that, and everything, and they're basically posing as a send us money type bullshit and all that stuff. So we had a brother Rob Father. I call as my he's one of my quote unquote agents who goes around fucking with these people, and the last thing he sent is he basically said that they need he needed the the guy who he was speaking to was obviously bullshit from Nigeria trying to get money. And we, the reason why we know it's Nigerian is because we've actually traced the number back to the zip code and the area code, and the number shows up from Nigeria. So it's not like we're just throwing a name out there. It's from Nigeria. So these guys are basically saying, oh, send us money. You have to get a gown in, in order to. So they send, he said, send me a picture of himself. And that's what they want is they want a picture and all this stuff back and forth. So he said, well, if you send me a picture of me, I'll send you a picture of you. And it's freaking hilarious. I'll have to show it to you after because I can't bring it up right here. The application form is a complete train wreck. You really should listen to that episode. Yeah. 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 Listen to that episode. Check it out. Go back. Check it out. The application is freaking hilarious. Yeah. Like when you start to look at the crazy stuff that they put on and how they're trying to link it and just sucker people in. Yeah. It gets actually pretty interesting. Pretty wild. We, we have a full wardrobe at Harmony. We should send him a bunch of pictures. Oh, my oh God. Gosh. You got to look. Like, I put, Dan, are you in the, the, the group, come on, the, the podcast group yeah. community yes, thing? Yes, Did you see the one with the big the big dude who was sitting there? He said, send me a picture. And yeah, he says, yeah, I'm yeah. feeling a little chunky. That shit was fucking hysterical. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, they've been going back and forth. So now he basically turned the table. I'll read a little bit of it. He said, uh, the guy sent a picture of himself, and then he said, uh, that's a pimp-looking ring. Is that an Illuminati ring? Can you send me a better picture? And he said, yes, give me money, please. He said, normally I get something in return. Hold on. Normally I get something in return. Nothing major. Maybe you could do some teabagging. So then, uh, <laughs> yeah. He says, okay, look, I can help you. I've got three wives and girlfriends <laughs> you can keep so I can have – so I have to keep a stash of money aside. How much do you need? He wanted $1,310 is what this guy was requesting to join this Illuminati That's brother. a specific amount of money. Yeah. yeah. It's probably a conversion. Oh, from right. something I think that's the eat. exact amount that a new iPhone X costs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. So – this Illuminati guy, obviously bullshit, he's actually wrote back to him and said, Rob Fowler wrote to the Illuminati guy, and he says, uh, obviously, the scam artist, okay, I'll send lots of money, but you have to put on a woman's dress and send the picture. This way I know you are real. <laughs> uh, but it's just so funny, because you, if you sit here and look at it, it, it literally, you can tell that they're using a language translator. Because some of the words just don't match up. Like, for instance, he says, I'm not female, name, son, boy, brother. If you wear the woman's dress you on you, I have no problem. I sound agent. I think you can understand. Like, so it just doesn't make sense. It's complete yeah, it's fucking bullshit. It's, it's totally just a Google translate. They, they don't get our humor over there. Nah. Yeah, it no, probably it doesn't. doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't right. Right. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. No. 
So he says, I was thinking of traveling to Haiti and buying a large plot of land. I want to grow coffee and import it to the U.S. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway, this is what goes on nonstop, just constantly fucking with these people until eventually it, the, the goal is, is that once they catch on to the fact that we're fucking with them, they'll shut the number down. So then we won't have to worry about other people getting scammed. Right. So that's pretty much what our intentions are. And it's funny as hell. I freaking oh, love I it. You guys are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when they write back and they're like, you will die in seven days. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm right oh. fucking here. Like, but, all right. What do you say we move on to our uh, topic? Our topic of go the ahead. night is Jack the Ripper. Who wants to go first, or do you want me to go first, or how do you want to do it? I was going to break it down with, first thing I was going to do is I was going to talk about Jack the Ripper, time frame, and all that. All right, so let's talk about this. Jack the Ripper. Series of murders began in 1888. They typically involved female prostitutes who lived and worked in the east end of London. There were 11 murders between the 3rd of April, 1888, to the 3rd of February, 1891. Metro police called them the Whitechapel murders. The first murder, uh, the first two, actually, was uh, Emma Elizabeth Smith and Martha Tabram, and they are not included in the canonical. Am I saying that right? Canonical. Canonical, thank you. The The canonical five. Emma Elizabeth Smith was robbed and sexually assaulted with a blunt object inserted into her vagina. Oh. Uh, she said that it had been attacked by two or three men. She later died at the hospital. The attack was later linked to the others by the press. So it was a little bit of hysteria. So it was after the Jack the Ripper thing. I believe it was part a little bit of hysteria that they linked that one in the press linked it. And we all know the press tells the fucking truth. The next one was Martha Tabram and was killed on the 7th of August, 1888, with 39 stab wounds. The savagery, lack of motive, and the uh, the closeness to the George Yard is why this one is not considered one of the... What's the word, Ken? Canonical five. Canonical five. Thank you. I'm just going to have you keep doing it. I'm just going to have you just keep throwing it. You got it. I got your back. <laughs> as well as these stabs... Uh, they were, these were stabs rather than slashes. Jack the Ripper was known for slashing rather than actually stabbing. So let's get into the. So wait, those original, the ones you just brought up, were part of Jack the Ripper. These were the first. This is where it kind of started. Okay. Um, They are now attributed that they are not part of the canonical five. (laughs) Uh, Because of the difference of these other ones that I'm about to read. All right, so let's get into the canonical five. Awesome! I love this. This is fucking perfect because I can't speak for shit. So, (laughs) Mary Ann Nichols was the first. Her body was found at 4.30 a.m. Friday, uh, the 31st of August in 1888 in Bucks Row. This is fucking gruesome. So if you have a sour stomach, turn this shit off. (laughs) Her throat was cut by two slashes. The lower abdomen was partially ripped open in several other incisions by the same knife. I was looking for a picture. Maybe fact check Rocco can look up a picture of Mary Ann Nichols. That was that was where pretty much her injuries. They were all clean cuts, though. It was, it was surgical, it seemed. He got more elaborate as time went on, but this was the first one. The second one was Annie Chapman. 
Her body was found Saturday, the 8th of September, 1888, at 6 a.m., near a doorway in the backyard of 29 Hanbury Street. Her throat was cut, again, with two slashes, abdomen slashed entirely open, and it was later discovered that her uterus was removed. Yeah, um, there's a photo, photograph here, and it's... Uh... I didn't see the... I didn't see the it doesn't look like her face is messed up, though, right? So it was pretty much Maybe a random. Nose. There might be a broken nose. This is Marianne. Uh, Chapman was seen at 5.30 a.m. with a dark-haired man, and it was described with a shabby, genteel look. So that was the first description of somebody who was with her a half hour prior to this going on. Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes. Uh, Elizabeth Stride was killed early a.m., Sunday, September uh, September 30th, 1888. Stride was found about 1 a.m. in the Dutfield's yard off Burner Street with one clear-cut incision which severed the main artery in the left side of her neck. Uh, it was still a slash, but that's what it, it severed was the main artery. So it was one quick swipe and whoosh, job was done. Um, no other mutilations. There were many descriptions of that guy as well, and they are kind of conflicting. One said he was shabby looking, others said he was clean cut looking, but that you know accounts differ. Simultaneously, a couple hours later, actually it was 45 minutes later, the body of Eddowes was found in Mitre Square. Uh, her throat was cut, was severed, and abdomen ripped open by a long jagged wound. Left kidney and uterus were removed. Edo's apron was found at the entrance to a tent. Oh, oh Christ. T E N M E N T. Tenement. Tenement. Thank you. <laughs> I need a. I, I have Fockchuck Rocco and Brother Ken is my speech coach. So in Golson Street, this is where the wall graffiti was also found. So we'll get into that in a little bit. So, basically, the apron was removed off of her, left in a doorway, and at the same location of this apron is where the wall graffiti was found, and we'll get into all that in a minute. Mary Jane Kelly was found at 10.45 a.m. lying on her bed at 13 Miller's Court, Friday, the 9th of November, 1888, with her throat cut. To the spine, Jesus Christ, oh, wow. and completely disemboweled, and her heart was missing. That's pretty graphic. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that takes some time. To... Yeah, yeah the, he the, got the, more and more involved every the, time he yeah. did it. That yeah, that pretty much is emotionally evolved. Which is, yeah, that's sick. Yeah, that uh, that pretty disgusting. Uh, I want to go back to Edo's real quick and talk about her injuries. Injuries. And, again, I'm citing this from a source. Uh, it's called casebook.org. And it basically talks about uh, how she she differed from the others. Uh, one in particular, uh, the Ripper's previous victims, uh, he never really mutilated their face, but she was different. And the face, it was seen that, uh, was found that both eyelids had been cut through or nicked. There was also an incision on each side of the cheeks, cheek, which peeled up the skin and created a triangular flap. Um, kneeling in the dark, the killer had opened the dead woman's abdomen, cutting, probing, and searching. Who is this? This is Edo's. This was the, the, 
the the chick. I think it's Catherine Eddowes. Let me just oh, make okay. sure. They have actually. Catherine, yes. Yep. Catherine. I'm looking at the pictures, some of these pictures, even from the 1800s. Oh yeah, they're bad. Super graphic. Like yeah. They, yeah. Like, this, Not this cool. One of them, Ada Wilson. Mary Kelly the fifth murder Mary Kelly yeah he basically he gutted her like yeah, a fish like, like it was disgusting picture, yeah. it's just wild wow yeah. my god yeah, it's it's sorry I didn't pretty, know it's yeah. pretty fucking graphic I have a couple of them up here as well she was significantly younger from what uh, Ken's paperwork over here says than all the others now we had a, That's we true. Had a little break before earlier mm-hmm. and uh, I came up with this little theory and, and I stick by this theory wow. this dude was like in his little apartment in London, railing lines for like three hours, and then he's tweaking and running out on the street with a knife. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the guy is out of his mind. Yeah. So let's get into other alleged victims. So these were the canonical five, and just so you know, the first four were all in their mid to late forties. The fifth one, who was Mary Jane Kelly, was 25 years old. Oh wow. After that, there was, uh, I, I think at this point, there was pretty much a little bit of hysteria going on with all this shit going on. But in addition to the 11 Whitechapel murders, um, they linked other ones to the Jack the Ripper. Besides for the five, there was, again, the talk of what's called Fairy Fay. And they're unclear whether it was real or fabricated uh, as part of the Ripper lore. Fairy Fay was nicknamed given to the alleged victim found the 26th of December, 1887, um, after a stake had been thrust to her abdomen. But there is no record of the murders of the of the actual murder. So there's no record of it. Um, it seems to be kind of like um, one of those folklore type things. Um, it probably confuses the murder of Emma, uh, Emma Elizabeth Smith uh, having a blunt object shoved in her uh, in her vagina. Most most people, authors and all that, agree that she never existed. Annie Millwood was another one. Uh, she was uh, she admitted to Whitechapel Workhouse Infirmary with stab. She was admitted into the Whitechapel Workhouse Infirmary with stab wounds in her legs and torso on the twenty fifth of February, eighteen eighty eight. She was discharged, but died from apparent natural causes, age thirty eight. On the 31st of March. I don't think 38 is... A natural d- cause. That's not natural cause time in life. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's my age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really not. She this was... Victorian in England, too, so... Yeah, true. Yeah, um, and she was also, I believe, a... I think she was a prostitute as well. Uh, actually, it says... Uh, I'm trying to look for it here, but uh, I believe she was a prostitute as well, and not for nothing. There was a lot of diseases that could lead to yeah. death that they didn't know about. So so were all these women that, uh, whatever word that Ken says, five, were they all prostitutes? Canonical five. Canonical five. <laughs> yes, they all were. So those were all mid-40s-year-old And they all had syphilis and went right. crazy or something? Uh, and then she was reportedly attacked <laughs> on the 21st of November, 1888, but it was a superficial cut to her throat, uh, but it was possibly self-inflicted. So, meh. Um, it continues on. There was a couple others that were found. Uh, there was a torso, a head floating in a river. And then John Gill was a seven-year-old boy who was found murdered in Manningham, Bradford, 
on the 29th of December, 1888, his legs had been severed and his abdomen opened, his intestines drawn out, and his heart and one ear removed. The similarities with the murder of Mary Kelly led to press speculation that the Ripper had killed him. No one was ever prosecuted with the exception of a milkman, William Barrett. But again, the Ripper, it wasn't one of his quintessential murders. He typically went after women, prostitutes, middle age, or not middle age, younger middle age, I guess you'd say. So no, probably middle age, you said 40s, no? I think it was, was it, I'm yeah, sorry. So the first four, the first four murders were all in their mid to late 40s. Yeah, and the, it was only the last one that was, was 25 years old, and that was just because... Like the 40 year old was old back Yeah, that, and that's pretty old for prostitutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carrie Brown... No experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once they hit 35, they get syphilis, they fall down in an alley, and they die. <laughs> right. Carrie Brown was supportably the last one, but she was strangled uh, with clothing and then mutilated with a knife on April 1891 in New York City. Uh, her groin, she had a tear through her groin and superficial cuts on her leg and back. No organs are removed from the scene Though an ovary was found on the bed. I don't just drop an ovary on the bed. Just dig that shit out with a fork. Um, <laughs> not making fun of it, but it's still fucking gross. But it doesn't fit the, the, the actual scene of the Ripper. So, But that's what I have for the actual investigations. And then whenever you guys, if you guys got more, fire it in now. And we'll get into the Masonic connections after that. Go ahead, well, I Ken. I just have to say that I'm thoroughly disgusted. Yeah. After <laughs> that. That's, that's, that's pretty... Yeah, the pictures are. Yeah, actually, the pictures are fucking graphic. Well, I didn't realize really how graphic they actually. I mean, it looks like all crime scene photos. Brother Ken, you got a you got a well, notepad over there. So 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 I read a dissertation that was uh, I got to give credit where credit was where credit's due uh, by worshipful brother Dennis Stocks of Baron Barnett Lodge in England. I got it from the same source as you, brother George. I got it from Casebook.org, and this is actually a pretty fascinating dissertation with a lot of research it looks like a scholarly article he's got all of his references down and everything but really what he was trying to do was talk about the links to jack the ripper and freemasonry and try to um yeah try to try to you know break some of those links and prove that it wasn't freemasons that did it um and he makes some really compelling arguments but i think first maybe you should set up the links between jack the ripper and freemasonry because i okay. think you might have Before some information even did, when on was that. The actually so this was out? from this was from a few years ago so okay so this is fairly recent yeah but it was yeah it's probably i think it's maybe 10 years old okay. at this point no, that's fine. I was just curious about that. Uh, so, in yeah, these I terms, so that's fairly super, recent. Though. Yeah, fairly no, that recent. Is fa- well, I mean, yeah. we're talking about the 1800s. Yeah. That is fairly recent. Yeah. Well, let's in first... geological time, it's yeah, fairly, exactly. recent. <laughs> fairly recent. Before we get into the Masonic connection, let's first, and I looked this up because I, I was curious about it, and I looked and looked and looked and looked and looked, and I couldn't find any connection. But I guess recently they did a DNA test, and they found a... Aaron Kosmaninsky, the barber, the barber yeah. who was a suspect oh, at the time, they actually did a DNA, uh, they did a DNA thing, and uh, they they found his DNA at How one of. How they have his DNA? They used I, his own family members. I'm telling you, he's totally, totally run around with that straight razor tweaking. Really? 
running around st- the streets so, of London so and killing among people. So family members, they basically... I just saw that like, two days ago. Yeah. So it's, it's like just came out. Yeah. Wow. Really? He, uh, I guess at some point he had mitochondrial DNA evidence on whatever female... I don't know which one... I'm going to miss here. Oh, sorry, I'm citing a source here. He was the Polish barber suspected uh, to be Jack the Ripper. Kosmininski, a Polish Jew who immigrated from Congress Poland to England in the 1880s. He worked as a hairdresser in Whitechapel in the east end of London, pretty much, where the series of murders continued. And it basically goes on, I don't know, in September 2014, uh, Russell Edwards claimed to have proved Kosminski's guilt using mitochondrial DNA evidence from a shawl he believed to have been left at the murder scene. It's probably the apron that they're talking oh, wow. about. So, it, granted, not for nothing. In, in modern times, basically, just as an example, if I kill you and me and you had a scuffle, they can get oh, yeah. My na- skin flakes skin off of the clothing. of nails, fr- if, I, yeah, right. if I ripped your clothes, they can get fibers right. mm-hmm. from your clothes. Yeah, I mean, so there's nothing to say that the actual killer you know, didn't wear the apron into his barbershop to not, frame it. Not for nothing. He could have been banging her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, prior to, yeah, yeah. Prior y- you to know. That. And she, and if it's, like you said, it's all prostitutes, correct? He correct. He could have paid for her services. And, he could have and, and paid for again, her services and, and that was his went along his merry yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, then, then again, though, left, him you know, being, you know, of, uh, you know, foreign to that place originally could have been just the easy suspect. I looked up to see if he was a Freemason. I couldn't find anything. So I don't know. If he was, wasn't, I don't know. Maybe Brother Ken over there has something, but I, I have no, no. He's shaking his head now. Yeah, I got nothing. However, so I was going to go somewhere else with this. He probably owed them all money, and they're all coming after Let's money. go into the, the, the Masonic Connections. Are we ready for this? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm sure, Ken, why don't you go? I'm done talking for a little bit. Okay, let me just dig through my research really quickly here. <laughs> All right. So I guess one of the uh, the reasons that Freemasonry is kind of implicated in these crimes really goes back to, um, let me just pull up the individual's name. Okay. So there was a book written in 1987 by a gentleman by the name of Melvin Harris. And he wrote a book called Jack the Ripper, The Bloody Truth. And that, the idea with that book is, you might have to go back and wipe all this. No, no, Ken, feel free to pull that uh, mic over to you. No, no, no. Pull it over to you. No, he's citing, he's citing. I pulled up the wrong author. No, no, you're fine. Ken has 704 pages of research. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while you're looking, Ken, how about I start with this? First Masonic connection. uh, People go fucking bullshit about. Before Jack the Ripper... He actually gave himself that name. He was originally called Leather Apron. Really? Yep. He was known as the either the Whitechapel murderer, murderer, or Leather Apron. And he originally started as being called as Leather That's Apron. That's what the news was putting it out before he. That's what he was putting it. He actually sent a letter into whatever the newspaper was yes, with a piece right, of a right. kidney of one of the females and said. You know, from hell, 
which is where you get the title of the freaking movie from. And let me start by the movie From Hell is half truth, half fiction. So everybody who Similar watches the movie every from movie. like every other fucking yeah. movie because based on facts, not actual facts. So the character who ended up being Jack the Ripper was actually a blend of two people. Did you, you look this up, Ken? Mm-hmm. You yep. seen that? Okay. Yep. It's a blend of two people. There was a prince, and then there was the doctor. And they were kind of merged into one character, kind of. Okay. So, but his original name was that was given to him was Leather Apron. It wasn't until he sent that letter with, I think it was a half of a kidney or something like that, that um, it was a half of a kidney and a letter where he actually called himself Jack the Ripper. So... That was the first Masonic kind of somewhat connection. You good now, Ken? Yeah, I'm uh, more or less more or less up to speed now. <laughs> okay, so I will say, in modern times at least, um, the Masonic obligations, and this goes back to time immemorial, our obligations always had some information regarding um, what would happen to you if you were to give up the secrets of Freemasonry. Um. Those things are, they are graphic, but they are figurative in nature, all right? So I'm just speaking from a a modern perspective, because I'm a modern Mason. It is very evident in those obligations nowadays, especially in the jurisdiction of Connecticut, that those, those, you know, those penalties, those bad things that happen to you if you give up the secrets of Masonry are figurative, right? Um stuff actually happens. Correct. Now, what happened back in Victorian England, you know, under the reign of the United Grand Lodge of England, my guess is those, you know, those, what we told people back then, what we told Masons back then during their obligations, it was also meant to be figurative in nature. As far as the whole Masonic conspiracy goes, um, those that I've read so far regarding the Jack the Ripper murders... Um, was that there was always, it was, you know, the murders were conducted by a Mason. And, uh, you know, the other Mason, there was this big, you know, shadow of silence, you know, this pall of silence that was cast over all these murders because other Masons that knew this particular Mason that committed the murders was trying, you know, to cover it up and protect Mm -hmm. their brother. Um, Likewise, in modern times, we are taught to, you know, protect our brothers and we always have our brothers back. But we're also told that, you know, there are circumstances where you're not to protect another brother. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of left to our own judgment. I can tell you, for one thing, if uh, Danny goes out and he cuts up a bunch of prostitutes and throws them in the trunk of his car <laughs> and calls me up <laughs> and opens the trunk and says, hey, look at this. Look at what I did. I mean, I'm not going to protect his ass. I love this boy. I love him like he's a brother. But I'm going to call the fucking cops. And nor should Listen, you. hold no, on. And I'm pretty that sure that's the way it was in Victorian <laughs> England, too. So Let me give a scenario. Let me give a scenario. I have an SUV. I could fit a lot of... A lot you could fit a lot of dead hookers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. I mean, hypothetically... <laughs> How many, how many prostitutes oh, exactly can you fit in the back of I would, a Honda I, I'd, I'd say probably a solid 12. Though, like, <laughs> you know the funny thing is I'm sitting here going, should I fucking edit this right now or leave it be? But, yeah, uh, I'll leave it. All right. So here's just my thing. All right. And again, I, I don't think things have changed over time. But 
I can I could actually see us up here in a lodge sitting down and hearing at the door. And Warshaw brother Phil Bustin goes, Hey, listen, downtown Seymour's looking kind of shitty. I think I'm gonna go kill some fucking hookers and uh you guys want to help me with this? I need a, I need a, I need a candidate. I need somebody to help me out here. We're all gonna look at you like, are you fucking no, kidding me? We're gonna fucking yeah. rubber room you within seconds, like so. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on to the next Masonic connection. So I, as I had said, the Eddowes lady, who, Catherine Eddowes, who was killed, uh, she had her apron removed. She was wearing an apron or whatever you want to call it, like a you know, smock, smock or, or uh, something like that. She was wearing. Like it was. Oh partially ripped off of her it was partially (laughs) ripped off of her oof and it was taken to uh that was brother seth (laughs) what i miss you didn't catch that last no i didn't i didn't catch what he said something about women (laughs) (laughs) careful but she had her apron removed smock whatever you want to call it and it was left inside of a doorway okay and on top of that, we have, it was written in chalk on a wall, and it says, the Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. This has been interpreted by some to be a code. For a uh, perfect example is it's a double negative. Will not be blamed for nothing is a double negative. Now, it could be a code. It could be a guy who's uneducated, because uh, again, education really wasn't, it's important to point out the spelling of that. The yes, and I'll get into that. Jews was spelled J U W E S, so it wasn't spelled Jews as in J E W S. It was spelled J U W E S, and it's been attributed to Jubala, Jubalo, and Jubalong. Now, here's my problem with this. Okay, and I, again, speaking from a Masonic point of view, if I was to write something like this, similar, okay, I wouldn't spell. If, if, and let's say I was I was talking about those particular three guys, I wouldn't just say the J U W E S. I would write the Jubels. That's how I would write it because you have Jubella, Jubello, Jubellum. I would add the B A L to it. Yeah, but you're also I mean unless you're trying to frame the exactly. Jewish barber, or unless you're trying to frame the Freemasons. Yes, I mean, it could work either way. It could be a guy who was pissed off at the Freemasons, or it could be a guy who was a Freemason. It can go either freaking way. Now, for me, it's say it's somebody who's trying to frame the Freemasons. Let's get into the guy's name. And his name was Sir Charles Warren. He was a Victorian English Freemason. The search, uh, and he... A military officer as well. He went to the Holy Land. He did a whole bunch of things, but he was also a Knights Templar. This guy's a boy scout. Knights Templar as in the modern version of Knights Templar. And this Sir Charles Warden was the detective at the time or the police chief or whatever. And he erased it off the wall. And now, how he, did it get documented? It didn't. This is all word of mouth. There's no pictures that have been taken of so the writing. No actual, no actual pictures, and it's been quote. written different. This quote has been written different ways by different people. Okay, so I have a little bit of information here. Fire away. So I'm going to um, I'm gonna I'm referring to uh, Worshipful Brother Dennis Stock's dissertation on the subject, uh, and I'm going to quote: "This was a marvelous dialectic leap." 
in logic since the Jewess were the enemies of Freemasonry, and it was a superintendent, Thomas Arnold, a non-Mason of H Division, who arranged the erasure, albeit with Warren's later approval and acceptance of full responsibility, and he cites a source on this. Oh, wow. So it wasn't actually Warren that did the erasing, but it mm-hmm. was with his tacit approval later on, and it was actually this he gentleman, Thomas Arnold, that did it. Yeah, yeah oh, wow. he signed so off on it later. No shit. Oh, he took the heat. He took, yeah. he took the rap. He yeah, took the rap for it, but it was somebody else who erased it. Now, and part of the reason why it was erased, and from what I read, is that there was a lot of anti-Semitic attitude you know, at this point. There were a lot of Jewish immigrants in that. And there were a that lot of Jewish immigrants. And what this particular Sir Charles Warren was afraid of is that if other people spotted it, there would be a up, not an a uprising, revolt, but a, not a, even a role. Uh, just yeah. people would go after Jews for this so because just be because the cop. simple word Jews was written on the wall. Now, let's talk about what happened after 9-11, okay? Exactly. 9-11, mm-hmm. a bunch of Muslims took over, hijacked planes, and crashed them into buildings in the United States. One of them didn't make its target because, you know, the plane fought back. After 9-11, if you knew how many Muslims were beat up in gas stations and convenience stores after that, you'd be fucking amazed. Because people were pissed off that this happened, that these people chose it. And now, mind you, many of these Muslims were living here already, right. working right. as normal American citizens, and, you know, people were just pissed off that this happened. The, the, my point still remains is that They're if, if people see it on a wall where the word Jew is or Jews or something, they will not, not be blamed, which basically means they will be blamed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a double negative. Yeah. What the fuck do you think was going to happen? Yep. And it's right near a crime scene where right there's near. already hysteria over people being mm-hmm. mutilated. Like, yeah, it's obvious that a police officer is going to look at that and, again, and say, yeah, we I should need probably. To keep the peace. Yeah, we're exactly. Gonna, we're, look at the Salem witch trials. Salem witch trials. One chick got accused of being a witch, and it turned out like half the fucking town got stoned. Yeah, her cat had gingivitis or something, <laughs> and then like everybody got burned at the stake. Like, this shit can happen, awesome people. Ass. But that's what happens with hysteria. Like, it doesn't exactly. take much. Can cats, can cats get gingivitis, Danny? Cats, in fact, can get gingivitis, Danny. Um, at least fuck? one of my cats has gingivitis, and they have to actually... No, that, that they actually have to, like, knock them out in order to brush their teeth. Let's stop right there. It's Let's tragic, right there. dude. It really is. Where did this is. go? Like, Wait, where did this that's, go? This that's something hard. I know now. I do have to, I do have to mention... You're welcome. The, that cat disease, that... that uh, oh, my God. The Why cat, are we talking the about cat cats right now? That... That pregnant women can get? Dude, it's some serious shit. Oh, yeah, no. No, it is. Yeah, it is. It's, um... I choose please get back to Jack the Ripper, please? All right, all right. Jack the Ripper. No more gingivitis. Jack the Ripper. No more gingivitis. So, anyway, that's part of the other reason why... Feline gingivitis. Feline gingivitis. You have to be politically correct here. Are you talking about Brother Rocco? Rocco, if you're looking that up, I'm turning your fucking mic off. I swear to God. Brother Rocco, are you talking about, like, toxic plasmosis or something like that? Yeah, no, it's a real deal. Yeah, yeah. My wife had to, like, avoid... She couldn't clean the cat boxes when she was pregnant the two no, times. It's, I it's got, a real thing. My God, I had because to clean the these cat boxes. Oh I God, hate these cats, indeed. and I had to clean the cat boxes. <laughs> so, no, no, that's for like a, nine that's months, twice. Thing. It was terrible. It that's really it. Does. Where's Rocco's yeah, fucking mind control? Everything. I'm fucking mutant. Dude, to it's like a brain worm. I'm not even joking. It's like a brain worm. I think we're done. Coming from Jack the fucking Ripper. All right, let's get back into Catherine Eddowes. 
uh, one of the other things that I've heard, which I actually watched a couple YouTube videos. And let me tell you, if you want to see, if you want to really not only A, laugh your ass off or be pissed off at the same time, go on YouTube and look up anything that has to do with Freemasons and conspiracy theorists and everything. Because you're just sitting there. I was in, I swear to God, I was laying in bed last night and I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Like, what is she talking about? She talked about how there were triangles. Now, let me tell you, the, we've already talked about the face of Catherine Eddowes. The eyelids were basically either cut off or they were they were nicked, okay? But on top of that, on her cheeks, and I'm actually looking at a picture right now. You can look this up on the internet. She had some abrasions on her cheeks. She had a slash kind of across her face, but she had, tr it's, it's like upward triangles underneath her eyes. And they, as they explained, they were cut back that they could be folded back. But here's just the thing. I'm looking at these things where they were cut, and they were literally a triangle cut without the bottom being obvious because they were they were meant to be folded back. So, with the exception of the Knights Templar, and they have a true triangle. They, they're not. There's nothing Masonic about having triangles on your fucking face. Yeah, I don't know of any either triangular or diamond shaped no. references in Freemasonry, except perhaps in. Uh, well, I mean, the square encompasses. Brother, I guess, brother are, Ray is pointing at my shirt. They're that kind has of the overlapping, though, brother. Well, they're kind of overlapping. It was the opposite I'm not, side. I'm not but see, if you're, but yes, I see. There, there's but, other uh, there's other branches of Freemasonry that use. We just we just don't. There's enough, there's enough similarities. There right, but there's nothing in Freemasonry. Not enough to implicate. Basically, so let me. So so the triangles are not. They're not upside down triangles where they would flap over the eyes. They're they're triangles that you would flap down low to the cheeks, which would create kind of like a diamond shape. There's nothing in Freemasonry that has anything to do with a diamond. I mean, you can get into the Illuminati diamond, but now you're fucking, I mean, you're digging for it at this I point. I mean, this is really getting into serious speculative stuff now where I don't think you can implicate anybody who happens to be right. a Freemason for something that's right. vaguely square and I mean, looking. Let's like, even get, the, that's so speculative. I mean, you're, you're digging at this point. That's my whole point, is yeah. that the whole thing is speculative. It's, right. It's, it's very, it's, somebody reached, really, really reached mm -hmm. to try and pin this on well, something. Well, actually... Uh, even on the the book, excuse me. Even on the site that we're talking about, the Freemasons actually weren't even part of it until these books came out. Did you read about this? The books in that in that case book thing. Uh, there was a guy Simon Wood. He published a book and uh, actually talked about. Um, yeah, everybody's going for their papers now. But uh, I think the, the dude research. was nuts and he was trying to store some acorns in their cheeks or some shit. Basically, they like tried to attribute. <laughs> And actually, the that little blurb that was given to me by yeah, uh, Clinton Clemens, I think his name was. I can't remember. Clint Clemens. He put on the the group about he put on the face the Freemasons uh, the podcast group yeah, yeah. about Jack the Ripper. That was actually an excerpt from a book, and uh, you got to kind of cite what type of book is is it fiction non-fiction is it i mean i love when they have movies that are based on a true story it Which doesn't fucking that, mean that everything that in the movie is is true that, what it's do you mean? one of my favorite ones about that is bonnie and clyde 
which they glorify Bonnie and Clyde as not murderous people, but they make you fall in love with the idea of two star-crossed lovers who happen to go down the wrong path. Right. That's not who Bonnie and Clyde were. Right. But it's based on a true story. So or they add thinks, in... Oh my God, Bonnie and Clyde were these great people that, you know... Or even... Freedom fighters. Yeah, oh yeah. But with Jack the yeah, Ripper... Freedom fighters. But this has kind of been my whole point the whole, the whole time, is Jack the Ripper, you know what? It, it could just be a guy running around serial killing people right and then later everyone's okay let's look at these murders from this perspective and let's look at it from this oh how could it be you know that it ties into freemasonry and you look for those connections no, not for nothing okay let's just say it. let's just say that this was a freemason who was running around doing murders okay every single one of them in my opinion would be exactly the same he would do the same thing like Okay, we've talked that Ken briefly touched Where on. It would be definitely a different ritualistic, ritualistic yeah. thing. It, would, it wouldn't not necessarily be the same, but it would represent something that is every time connected to Freemason. Not that there was just one, for instance, that has some slight pathetic connection to right to Freemasonry, and that oh, solve the case. Right. Every single one would be identical. Like if I was a Freemason and I'm gonna go out and kill somebody, I'm gonna and I wanted to put my Masonic whatever stamp on it. Stamp on it. Every single one would be the same. I believe that there was one that it was believed that was interrupted. I believe. Mm -hmm. There was one murder that was interrupted. It was believed that was interrupted. But every single one would be the same. If you look at these murders, there's a progression. There's a, there's a change in what he did. The first one was a throat cut and a kidney removed. The second one was a throat cut and disemboweled. The next one was, like, you know, there's like no, a, the a progression. progression. Would, and if it was a Masonic progression, for, I guess, lack of a better term. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead, Dan. I know but exactly what you're going with If it was a Masonic progression, you would literally see the Masonic symbols grow in each one. It would be a different Masonic thing that happened to each body. Right. A if different it was a Mason, and why would he go and that far yeah. Now see I mean if, it doesn't make sense. Okay. Let's just go with me. Let's just talk about this mm -hmm. real quick. We all know that Freemasonry progress in every degree. We all know that in Freemasonry the ritual progresses where there's a different penalty for each yes. Pe for each degree. Yes. If it were me and I was you know, a murderer, which I'm not, I want to be absolutely clear. <laughs> George I'm, is not a murderer. I'm not a fucking murderer. George. An SUV that we could fit some <laughs> George and Dan might be murderers. <laughs> not so, uh, that was AG maybe a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just start, <laughs> let me just start by saying. If I was to progress in a particular set of events where, listen, I'm a murderer, I'm Jack the Ripper, I'm kind of off my fucking rocker, I feel like killing some 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 prostitutes, and you're going to progress in it. If you're going to masonically progress in it, you would start with, like, and me, a penalty of the EA. Or a penalty. And then the next one would be the penalty of the fellow craft. And then a penalty of the master mason. Mm -hmm. Like, that to me is more yeah, of a progression than what Jack the Ripper and actually did. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. To me, it just seems like he got more ballsy as he went along. And he decided well, to do more design things. On top of that, I also believe that he did things to throw the trail off 
as well. Yeah. No. Well, he could have been just a psychotic Mason, See, or that, he could have been someone who knew a Mason who the Mason brother might have told him a couple of different things. He could things. have been a petitioner that got denied. Exactly that. Or halfway through got denied. Went through one, maybe two degrees, and then we realized, right. hey, well, you know what? This dude one. might not be... Right. So in light of our rampant speculation, and to right. uh, also bring up something that Brother Rocco said earlier, I'm going to quote again from Worshipful Brother Dennis Stock's dissertation here. He actually has an awesome, awesome line here toward the end of his dissertation, which is, there seems to be a human willingness to suspend the critical functions and wallow in the dangerous morass of misinformation that supports our deeper prejudices. That's it. That's that almost. That so if you want to see that yeah. Freemasons are bad and you want to, you know, pin all right. of the Whitechapel murders on Jack on uh, a Freemason, the coincidence you're going to find there. a way to not do it. Not for yeah. nothing. Oh, there's a triangle there. Okay. Let's oh, yeah, square yeah, that, right. Well, let's continue yeah, on that. Yeah. Do you know that the Freemasons were also fingered for uh, what's his name? Hitler, the the, the assassination of Kennedy. Yeah, what's your what's your buddy's name? Who? Oh. You know, what's not, not your not your literal buddy, but that fucking dickbag. Oh, that Alex a, Jones. Yes, Alex Jones. Yeah. Alex Jones is a perfect fucking example scumbag. of some asshole taking the facts, taking and, taking the facts and yeah. twisting them to right. his will, right. and then going on a podcast and just spewing yeah. what mm-hmm. doesn't need to be spewed. Right. Yeah. And it creates hysteria. And, and then and you get a cult following of people who will follow you and believe every word they say, every word you say, because that's just how people do. They're going to follow masses, whether you follow it right, follow it left. I mean, it's just how it works. And just for the record, Alex Jones is a giant dickbag. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Let's not go into that one again. <laughs> Fact established. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remain silent. <laughs> I've said enough about him. Um, but so anyway, that's all I pretty much got right now for that. I, that I can think of anyway. I'm sure I'll get home and I'll be like, what the fuck? I thought of something else. George, can I go back to the, uh, the Jewess thing? Really you quick? can run the show. Yeah, so, so I read something in this uh, in uh, Worshipful Brother Stock's dissertation here that I didn't know before, which was that the word Jewess, J-U-W-E-S, was used in the long, long ago to be a collective term to represent all of the, you know, Jubala, Jubilo, and Jubala. So that's where that actually comes from right. instead oh, wow. of your So that was used way back, but not in Victorian England. Mm. And he actually says, mm. as for the word Jewess, Itself as a collective term for the murderers of Hiram Abiff, it had been dropped from the English Masonic ritual in the early 19th century and is <laughs> unlikely to have been known to Freemasons, let alone anyone else, in 1888. Wow. So he might have just been a historian or something along those lines where he did enough research. Or, or it was some crazy drunk guy who misspelled or he, Jews. Yeah, yeah. Or he was a little <laughs> you know? This is where, yeah, you're absolutely right. It could very conceivably be both sides of that. Dude. Yeah. That's sitting there, I can't spell. He's just gonna scribble his shit on the wall. So one of the things, one of the one of the other theories that uh, basically popped up was that let's be real, London in 1888 wasn't exactly the best place to live. It had a lot of slums, and one of the one of the things that was talked about was that the Freemasons wanted to have a social reform. And Freemasons were supposedly in the upper echelon of the government and everything. And it was Freemasons who put out that 
you know, they, they commissioned somebody to start all these killings in order to change right. you would touch- so, so, social reform. And realistically, you speaking- You had touched on this before, that it actually might have been, that's part of, another part of the conspiracy right. Well, theory. realistically speaking, if you think about it, Jack the Ripper did exactly that. He, yeah. he cleaned up, I mean, all these murders. You had more cops. You had a, a whole change. Well, you're murdering not for nothing. Prostitution is still, or right. at least even then, and mm-hmm. still now, is looked down upon as a, you know, right. uh, the what, lower society, let's say, job, if you will. Fun fact. Do you know what the oldest? No, selling sex. Yeah, oldest yeah, yeah, occupation, yeah, yeah, occupation in the entire sex. world is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Prostitution. Prostitution, yeah. Even though it's Escort. illegal. Eh, not everywhere. Well, no, but... Get in! <laughs> in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Vegas, I was thinking the same thing. Vegas, yeah, Vegas. Actually, within the city limits, it's 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 illegal. It's outside the city limits. Yeah, well, I know that. Age, it's now, now what countries allow robot sex? Oh, yeah. Oh, Christ. We're not even going to yeah. fucking open that kid. Roast. Moving the fuck every on. Every country allows robot sex. Anyway, no, there's actually. I mean, do you want to go? I don't know that there's any legislation in the United Moving States. Moving on. I, I don't think so. Moving the robots. fuck on. Yeah, I will George drown this, this out with loud silence. Uh, <laughs> I still think this dude yeah, has the like, so, <laughs> But anyway, that was one of the conspiracies uh, in regards to that. Um, is that basically it was uh, Masons that the gathered Masons together. Masons were trying to reform. But here's just the thing, though. make a radical and I, again, government play or whatever. And I bring up the freaking, the same situation with Warshaw Brother Phil walking to the door saying, hey, let's go kill some prostitutes to clean up downtown Seymour. Like, you we're all going to look at him like, you're an you idiot. fucking yeah. nuts? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'm sure he will. <laughs> but like, come on now, really? Yeah. You know, we're going like, to rubber room you instantaneously. So I don't think even, okay... I love how the conspiracy theorists, and you know, and I'm not knocking con- all conspiracy theorists because you know Just I love Alex conspiracies. <laughs> Just Alex Jones and all his really fucking retards. Um, <laughs> the really but, bad ones. Dick bag, Alex Jones. Yeah, I can't stand him. You know, but I'm talking about like real. Con- I love conspiracy theorists. Honestly, I really do. Uh, not conspiracy theorists. I was a theories. theories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, but what they do is, is they think that all Freemasons are in line with each other like we all think alike we all have the same opinions we really don't we had a couple years ago and i don't want to get too much into detail where the entire not all the entire state of connecticut but the majority of the state of connecticut was not happy with a grandmaster of particular acts he did Dan's already got his face to mic with a half smile on his face i'm like I, i can't comment too much but Yes, that was a rough year. Yeah, that was a rough year. So not all Masons are in line. And I'm sorry if a Grandmaster stood up on a podium and said, we're going to go kill some hookers to clean up this state. It probably ain't going to go over too fucking well. So we're all, we're all Masons. We all consider each other brothers. We all have different opinions, though. It's not like, you know, we're all in the same... Well, it's a collective. It's it a collective. We're collective. not all in the same yeah. boat with this. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, and, and the other side of the coin, I mean, not all Freemason turn out to be saints. So this guy right. could have just been a crazy. I've said it before. There's you know shitbags I mean? in every community. Right. Yeah. We mean, got bad apples yeah, like uh, George go- and Rocco who choose to use <laughs> Dell laptops for God <laughs> knows what reason. Jesus. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. This one's, this one's We're not all the same. This one's a hand-me-down. <laughs> from Brother Rocco. Uh, Dell the new sponsor. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one better. Dell the new sponsor of the Freemason podcast. No. <laughs> I love me some Dells. Jesus. <laughs> what was the 
the Bell mascot's name be? <laughs> I do have APs. Oh, man. Yeah, it doesn't We're matter. not starting this shit. <laughs> I got you, George. Don't worry. They're going to be sending you computer parts this time. <laughs> All right, I think we've uh, be- pretty much beat Jack the Ripper to death. But there's one, one thing for robot <laughs> no, sex tools. No pun intended. There's, there's one thing no that's pun. been stuck in my head with this George the Ripper thing. Yep. Ken had this 70 page. Did you say George the Ripper? You said fucking George, George the Ripper. He did say George the Ripper. Fuck, Dan. We found him. found George. Uh, Ken has this 70 page thingy. And, uh, Dissertation. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Stride has a nickname that, I, that I've. Oh, really? And it's in parentheses here on Ken's paper, and it's Long Liz. And, uh, Long Liz. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's been sticking in my head, so I needed to say it. This podcast was going to end real quick if you would have said Orson O'Bearer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he, I, I was waiting for the joke. I'm actually sitting here like he's going to break my boss oh, about no. the polar shit. Oh no. oh no, I was, but secretively. <laughs> All right. So what do you say? We close this up. Hey, what are we thinking for next podcast? What do you guys want to hear? I don't know. I always ask the listeners, but what do you guys want around the table here when you're here? What do you want to talk about? I would like to do something more modern Freemasonry. I would like to do something modern Freemasonry. You've been hitting the history a little bit. What do you think? Something what do you modern. mean by that? Oh, something that we have to do in, in modern Freemasonry. Oh, just a different subject that's a little more relevant. It to could be today's. anything. It could be. So here's one that's been beaten to death by multiple podcasts and you know multiple articles that I've read. Mm-hmm. Have we really talked? Have we done an episode on uh, membership, like the client of membership and what we can do to bring new masons in? You know, we've kind of like I, I did. On that was one of my first ones. Yeah, is that I, I, we so we, we went over it and yeah. I talked about uh, the five different uh, the, oh, the five different right. people yeah, that five. go yep. the, my five coined people or men that join Freemasonry. Yeah. That's all I got. I have one. That I think we should talk about. And it's been asked to me before, and I will be slightly honest. I have kind of eluded and bobbed and weaved on the conversation. All right, enough build-up already. You've been building us up for five minutes. Let's go. Why are are women not allowed in Freemason? Oh, I I could have sworn he was going to say aliens. Every single guy's eyes at this table. Yeah, because I have no idea in all I would like to cover that, and I'd like to no, get into it. Um, is there a Ken's eyes went as big as half dollars when I mentioned? He's like, "Oh yeah, shit, like he's gonna one. open his can of worms." It's a good one. In England, that they're but they're not recognized they're not as recognized. Masonic lives. Right. So we'll get into that. I think that should be the next one, and mm-hmm. I would request that anybody gonna be up here for this podcast do your fucking yeah, homework, homework, so we don't look like bunch of freaking idiots well, this one Sorry, came off pretty George. good until like the cats and until the cats <laughs> and one of the top five cat killers in the u.s right now you know what hey hey you know what i'm thinking though here's what i'm thinking rather than naming this podcast jack the ripper I'll name it Cat Gingivitis. You should. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Jack the Ripper. Yes. They'll start listening. No, it should I be. T- I can imagine all of our listeners looking at their iPhone or whatever they have and going and seeing uh, episode Jack. 26. Yeah. Cat, Cat Gingivitis. Yeah. What the fuck? What you like, should do is keep Cat the same title and put it Jack, Jack the Ripper, Ripper with a colon ginger, Cat Gingivitis. We've got to talk about something serious for a second. Like current events, we should talk about how about we do talk yeah. about current, current events? We'll talk about uh, we just had our Grand Lodge session, and we have a new Grandmaster. 
And before we leave, I would like to toast our new Grandmaster. Yes, let's. His name is Mel Johnson. Mel Johnson. Worshipful sir. His name is Brother Mel Johnson. Say say that again. I'm sorry. I missed. As soon as everybody's done. uh, Yeah, let's let's situate. Everybody's done doing their thing. We're going to situate this. We're going to do a toast, and then we are going to sign off. I expect all of you guys to do your homework on the next one. Because this one, I'm touching on a very sticky subject. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, hey, wait, wait, wait. Before, before we do this toast. Oh, that would be great. Hold on. No, no. My girl won't shut the fuck up if you get her up here. <laughs> before we do this toast, I just need Ken to say it one more time. The canonical five. Thank you. <laughs> All right, to Brother Mel Johnson, most worshipful Grandmaster, ancient free and accepted masons of the Grand Lodge of the State of Connecticut. Right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. 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 Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 All right. With that being said, I am right worshipful Brother George Mudry signing off. Brother Seth. Brother Dan. Worshipful Brother Ken. Brother Ray. Brother Daniel. And Brother Rocco. And we'll catch you next time. Good night, everyone.